are about to hear a life-changing message preached at the Kodesh Family Church in Memphis by the Reverend Kojo Orleans Lindsay. In Psalms 23 verse 4 it reads, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff they comfort me. In this Sunday's message, Reverend Lindsay preaches about the shepherding blessing of the rod and the staff. The rod and the staff are the mark of a shepherd. There are many functions of the rod and the staff, including ruling and leading, the way-making ministry, taking territories, and the comforting ministry. So let us listen into this anointed word and recognize the great blessing of being under the covering of a shepherd through the rod and the staff. Be blessed. Now lift up your hands in Hosanna praise. Lord, be exalted, be magnified. We love you because you first loved us. And on this celebration of Valentine, we want to express ourselves to you. We declare, be our Valentine. Be our love. Be our passion. We want to express our love towards you. Lord, your word says, when you came into the house of Mary and Martha, Martha wanted to do things for you to eat. But Mary wanted to sit at your feet and appreciate your glorious words. And you told Martha, 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 when Martha asked Mary to leave and to come and cook, he said, let me tell you, Martha, your sister has chosen that good part, which I'll never, never be taken away from him. Her. Those were your words. And with that, you told Martha that you are encumbered with many things. There's one thing that is needful, which Mary had chosen and will never be taken away from her. May your word settle on good ground, which will never be stolen by the devil. This morning, may that word that brings life, that word that brings creativity, the word that created the world, may the world, word create a world of blessing Amen. for everyone here. Amen. Those of us whose world is shrinking and is falling apart, recreate by the mighty power Amen. and creativity of your word. Amen. Holy Spirit, thank you for your presence and your anointing. In Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen. Put your hands together. Turn to somebody and tell the person, you are a blessing. Tell the person, God loves you more than you think. Oh, no. Do that with a smile. I mean, come on. Do that with a smile. Say, tell somebody, God loves you. Amen. Tell your brother, God loves him. Put your hands together and please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, today, a number of things are going on, and uh, hallelujah. Now, today I want to make a couple of announcements. The first announcement is that um, I know that Valentine's Day is on Tuesday. Tell someone, Valentine's Day is on Tuesday. 
All right, so every year we celebrate Valentine by celebrating the love of God. And for that reason, this year we decided to celebrate twice, this week and next week. Clap, clap, clap for Jesus. It's a double dose of love. Yeah. Next week we're going to have the Volante um, Valentine service. Okay. Oh, I thought you'd be excited. We're going to be in red again, red and white, all red for the blood of Jesus Christ, white for the purity that it brings us. So this year is a double celebration. And the service is going to be run and taken over by the young people of the church. Wow. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Wow. And so, you know, it's something that I want you to really, it's a form of outreach. What is going to happen, you will be excited about. The whole service is going to be one long skit. Okay. Hallelujah. Wow. Excited. You will see youthfulness. Okay. And the blessedness of having young people run. You know, many times, um, young people have been left out oh. of many things. I remember one day, Jesus Christ, you know, came around and was visiting and the shepherds came around, the pastors, the Pharisees, and then, you know, they, they were chatting with Jesus, everything was going well, and then the mothers felt left out, bringing all their children, the young ones, telling Jesus, please, we want you to lay hands on our children. The disciples said, get them away from here. We are running the show. Jesus said, you got it wrong. You don't run the show. He said, suffer the little children to come unto me, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. And he rebuked the disciples. Bible says he rebuked them. The Lord has rebuked me recently and because it's like a lot of the things. And thank God for the other. Clap for the adults in the church. Put your hands together. Thank God for wow. them. But I think that the people, Jesus Christ says, of such is the kingdom of heaven. In any church, if you don't give opportunity for the young ones, they get lost. Even in the, in the uh, kingdom of, you know, uh, when you go out there, what God calls us sheep, the younger sheep are the more vulnerable to the devil's attacks. Yeah, they are very vulnerable, in case you don't know. They're vulnerable through media, social media, through uh, peer pressure, through all kinds of things, lust and emotions, and puberty even is a threat. Because because of that, they're all confused in their emotions. All the way from teenage, all the way to till they get married. They are just, it's not easy. You know? Right. So we, we decide to love what Jesus loves. Amen. You know, you said that song, let me love what you love. Amen. That was the song. Nice song. You know, it's a very nice song. Wow. That our sister, clap for our sister. Woo! Yeah. Brenda, where is she? Yeah. You'll be singing more in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So she's pleading, let's love what Jesus loves. Jesus loves the young people. Let's begin to love them and appreciate them and project them and promote them Amen. and pray for them. That's why I spend time with them. And so what we've done is that extended that group. You know, I have only been meeting up to the teenage, up to the 18, 19. Now from 19 till they marry or 19 wow. till about 35, I've also decided to spend a lot of time with them. Clap for wow. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Jesus, brother, said, bring them to me. He laid hands upon them, make time for them. And they did well. And the parents were very excited. Okay, so let's make room for this. So tomorrow, I mean, next week, 
We're going to do Valentine Week Part 2. It's going to be nicer than okay. this week. Clap for Jesus. Amen. And they will run ushering service, everything. So when you come and they are ushering you, you see some young faces, don't be scared. Yeah, the rapture has not taken their daughter away. All right. And so they'll be ushering you, they'll be taking the offering, they'll be doing the praise and worship, the testimony time, and you may not even notice that the service is being run officially because it's going to be run in the form of a skate from the beginning to the end. The end. So wow. be a part of the, uh, what's it called, the casting, wow. the cast. Tell somebody I'm part of the cast. So you have to learn to respond. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, some of you, when you come to church, you're so, it's like, the Lord is in the holy temple. Let us all be silent before him. Uh -oh. Feel free. The yes. Bible says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Amen. 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 In his presence, there's fullness of joy. And at his right hand are pleasures evermore. So let that be fullness. You may scream if you feel like screaming. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, when the word of God comes, you should be able to say amen. Amen means let the word come to pass in my life. And that's how your world changes. You should be able to say, I receive it. Someone say, I receive it. I receive it. Yeah. You should be able to stand up and say, glory. glory. Someone say, glory. glory. Glory to God. And don't worry about anybody who's sitting morose, hey. melancholic, and pitiful by you. Yes. Hallelujah. Express yourself. Because you are not ministering to the next door person. You are ministering unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Hey. That's why I feel free. Hallelujah. That's why, that's why, you see, I don't dress formal and the ties. And occasionally I do, like last week, when that ceremony, you can see that I can dress. Woo! Somebody looked at me last week and said, why are you dressed up like that? I said, you've forgotten how I used to dress. <laughs> Hallelujah. So next week is going to be a very powerful time. Now, what is your role? Your role is to invite somebody else. It's an outreach. They will be excited. It's not church as usual. It's exciting also for even people that are unchurched and unbelievers. As they watch the skit and excitement, they will actually love. Because sometimes people feel that church is boring. It's not boring at all. At all. Not yeah. at all. Some would say, not at all. Not, not at all. all. So it's going to be exciting, and I believe that the young people will appreciate. And wow. let's pray for them and support them and respond when we come. Even oh. if there are mistakes, you should actually clap. Hallelujah. Ooh, Look wow. at Brenda. That was the first time singing like that in public alone. It wasn't that they are great, but great administration. Wonderful. Clap, clap, clap. Yes. You can't sit down and say, ah, Sister Victoria would have sung it this way or that way. You watch her. Bible says, though Stop thy it. beginnings be small, yet thy latter end should greatly yeah, increase. Amen. Hallelujah. So next week it will be a blessing. Now, the second thing that we're celebrating is, well, just for your information, God is doing a new thing. Okay. From today, the name of our church is changing. Clap for the Lord wow. Jesus. Amen. It's not changing because we're any different church, but we're starting a new thing. And I want to read a couple of things okay. for you to understand. And then I will reveal the name to you. Um, Jeremiah chapter 18, verse um, 1. In fact, should I read that one? Or should I? Okay. Read it to us. Yeah. You see? Um, the word... Chapter 18 from verse 1. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the porter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words. Then I went down to the porter's house, and behold, he did some work on some wheels. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the porter. So he made it again, 
Someone say he made it again. He made it again. You know, the Lord has, should have the liberty to make us again. Okay. Amen. To reorganize us again. Right. He did it and he does it again. Yes. That's why you can be born from your parents. And then he says, I'm giving, you are born again. Wow. It's a reconstruction. The wow. Lord is trying to reconstruct our church, reconstruct our future, reconstruct the way we do things. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Wow. Reconstruction. Amen. So he said, he will reorganize. And he actually reorganized. Maybe I should even read for you in the New Living Translation because you will understand it better. So I did as he told me and found the potter working at this wheel. But the jar he was making did not turn out as he had hoped. So he crushed it into a lump of clay again and started all over again. Someone say, start all over again. Starting all over again. Yes. Then the Lord gave me this message. Oh, Israel, can I not do to you as this potter has done to his clay? As the clay is in the potter's hand. So are you in my hand. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So that is what we're talking about. The clay is us. Wow. Just like a human, the Bible says, God made man from the dust of the ground or the clay. And he put into him the spirit of his breath, breathed into his nostrils. Man became a living soul. So when God wants to do something, it's called revival. He revives. Hallelujah. Now, so that's what the Lord, the thing didn't work. He crashed it and revived it again. Revived it again. Someone say revived it again. Revived it again. Revived it again. Revived it again. Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 3. Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse number 3. If you can bring it up. Now, it says, for the vision This vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. Hallelujah. If if it seems slow in coming, wait for it. For surely it shall come. You see that? Now here it says that um, revive. um, For the vision is yet for an appointed time. But as at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it. Because it will surely come and not tarry. It says, behold. The soul which is lifted upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Now, let's go to Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 2 from here, okay? Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse number 2, okay? So, God has a vision. It's for an appointed time, and when it comes, we should flow with it, okay? Now, his vision is here. Habakkuk chapter 3. And verse 2. Let's read from verse 1. A prayer of Habakkuk to the prophet upon Shingionat. O Lord, I have heard thy speech and I was afraid. O Lord, revive your work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make known in wrath, remember mercy. Bible says, revive your work in the midst of your years. Sometimes in the middle of your years, there's something called, something called a midlife crisis that many men often suffer. They go and they put their life in perspective and they realize, man, I haven't done much. They make some changes. Sometimes they are terrible changes. Some people decide, I'll marry a new person. I will have new children. I will move a new... All kinds of mistakes they make. 
But when God desires to change something in the middle, he doesn't make a mistake. He assesses the thing and says, ah, I can make this thing better. And he revives it. To revive means to give it new life. Ladies and gentlemen, new life is coming. The name of our church is called Revival International. Rest your feet and put your hands together in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost and give the Lord a shout of praise. Put your hand on your heart and say, thank you for revival. Thank you for renewal. Thank you for making us new again. Thank you for giving the church a new life. Fresh life. New strength. New breath. New anointing. New dimensions. New graces. New power. Your presence. Thank you, Father, for revival. Yes. When we are in the intensive care unit and somebody is about to die, you give new life. New life. Sometimes you put a machine to take over the breathing, to revive the person, to give another lease of life. With a new birth of our new church, may they come new life. May they come new power, new blessings, new graces, new anointing, fresh oil. Fresh attitude. Amen. Fresh graces. Hallelujah. For Amen. a brilliant future. Yes, Lord. Your word says the we vision is for an appointed time. Though yes. it tarry, wait for it because it shall come to pass. Amen. And not lie. Amen. Yes, Lord. We believe in the revival. We bless this yes, name. I believe revival in International. Yes. We dedicate it, we release it yes, to Lord. have impact in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And all the saints shall say, Amen. Amen. Put your hands together. Shake some and say, Welcome to Revival International. Welcome to Revival International. You may please be seated. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, God said, I do a new thing. I do a new Your life will also become new. You will have a new level of blessing. You will have a new level of understanding. You will be empowered anew. You will be blessed anew. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And ladies and gentlemen, it is not because we are a different church. And uh, the founder is still Bishop Daguerre Mills. Hallelujah. Our bishop in North America is still Apostle Joel. But what it is is that, you know, because our churches have grown so many. We have so many branches. Now, even administratively, it's becoming difficult to manage. So just having one QFC throughout is bringing some confusion. And even there's another QFC in Ghana. So which is which? It was all that. And so the decision was made that let's start. So in North America now, there are three different denominations. So that it will, the churches, God has blessed us. You know how it is? You can easily have one car, I mean, a a, a house, one garage and have three cars. Wow. May that blessing come to you. Hallelujah. Receive it. Yeah, they're where the blessings overflow. And yes. at this point, Why that's not? where we are. And so we want for ease of management and administration to have it three different. One is in the West Coast area. One is in the East Coast area. And ours is in the Middle Belt wow. called Revival. The one in the West Coast is called American Missionary Church. Club for Jesus. Wow. It's all under United Denominations of Lighthouse under Bishop Dan. And then the one in the East Coast is called Lycos International Church. Clap for that wow. one too. Wow. And ours, ours in the middle is called Revival International. Yes. Okay. 
So all the churches that were under lighthouse in the middle belt, including those, the whole Tennessee, Georgia, North Carolina, Maryland area, and things like that, they are going to be called by um, Revival International. So QFC is a thing of the past. Oh, Hallelujah. Wow. So you belong to Revival International, not Kodesh Family Church. Please rejoice, rejoice. Amen. Now, when God wanted to use Abraham for something powerful, you know, in the, um, Genesis chapter 17, he called Abraham, he told him, you know, Abraham, I'm going to change you and I'm going to do something new with you. Wow, a new and thing. what did he did do? He, Abraham was called Abraham. Wow. Abraham. It means exalted father. But when he changed, he wanted to use Abraham to build a place of many nations. He called him Abraham. He called him the father of many nations. Wow. And although Abraham and Sarah did not even have a child, after the name was changed, God gave him just one child who's called Isaac. And Isaac became the one who propagated everything. But it started with a change of name. And I believe the change of name will mark the beginning of your blessing and my blessing. Because the church is you and the church is me. The church is not in these four walls. It's not these four walls. It's you. So when God is doing a new thing, he says, those whose ears will hear will even tingle because I do a new thing. And it will spring forth. Hallelujah. And it's amazing how beautiful it is. So we're celebrating. We have a cake here. We're going to celebrate after church. And it will be a great blessing. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So... Revival International is yes. best. And it's not Revival International Church. It's Revival International. Okay. Period. Hallelujah. It's a church, but it's Revival International. Hallelujah. Okay. Yeah. So just like we had Lighthouse Chapel International. International is the last name. Revival is the first name, but the combination Revival International. Hallelujah. Okay. The reason why the church is not there is because... You know, I found out there's somebody else who's called Revival International Church. So we left that Revival International. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. All right. Now, today I want to share with you a very short message. And this message has really been a blessing to me. And I just want you to understand your rights and privileges and your blessing in this church. Hallelujah. Someone say, my rights, my, rights, my, privileges, my privileges, my blessing, my blessing in, the church. in the church. And I am talking about... something that many Christians don't realize when they come to church that that is the plan of God for their lives and I want you to know that God has a plan you know the Bible says in Jeremiah 29 verse 11 I know the plans or the thoughts that I have towards you said the Lord plans of good and not of evil to give you a future and a hope to give you an expected end. And the Lord, when he's going to give you an expected end, many times you may not know it, but today I want to start off with the fact that God is your shepherd. I mean, Psalm 23 from verse 1, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, right? He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters, and he restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yet though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. How? Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Someone say, thy rod and thy staff. Thy rod and 
they comfort me. Today, I want to talk to you about the shepherding blessing of the church. His rod and his staff. I want to talk to you about the rod and the staff of our shepherd. When God wants to lead you, when God brings you to church, his intention is to lead you. His intention is to guide you. The Lord calls us by three names. He calls us by sons, shepherds, and servants. Amen. Sons means children. I mean sons and daughters. Okay. Amen. But I remember because SSS. A son or a child needs guidance from the father. Amen. You know? A servant needs guidance from his boss or his master. Right. And sheep needs guidance from their shepherd. And the Lord decided to choose the word shepherd the way he directed David. David was a man of victory. David was a man who didn't have power but had many victories. David was the one who overcame a lot of unsurprising victories. He was such a little man who was the youngest and the most, the, 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 the youngest, the least, yeah. the least in the family. He wow. was sent to take care of sheep in the wilderness. Ladies and gentlemen, the bear came, the lion came. He managed to kill them with the rod and with the staff wow. and save the sheep. That is the love for you. Wow. Yeah. When he makes you a sheep and you are under attack, he gives you a shepherd who has the rod and the staff wow. to protect you, to keep you from evil. Amen. So when you come to the church and the Lord is leading you, ladies and gentlemen, you are blessed. Because the Lord is the shepherd of Israel. And he took care of Israel. He looked for David, who had been trained in the wilderness to become a shepherd to sheep. And he realized that Saul had not, you know, taught, learned how to take care of God's people. Wow. So God says, I'm going to train somebody in shepherding with sheep. And he brought David. When Saul, in all his pomp and strength, could not do anything. He created a shepherd in David who could depend upon God to lead his people. Goliath was tormenting them. I don't know what your Goliath is. I don't know what your giant in your life is. But when the Lord leads you, he brings you a shepherd. Amen. Even though he's small like David, wow. he empowers him to make sure that he conquers Goliath for you. Yes. So that you will have peace. Clap for Thank the Lord Jesus. The Lord is my shepherd. shepherd. Wow. I shall not want his wow. rod and his staff. They are the mark of a shepherd. He told that he's the one leading us. He leads us with the rod and with the staff. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, so if God brought us to Christianity to lead us, how does he lead us? How does he lead us out of trouble? How does he lead us out of issues? How does he lead us into our blessing, into the still waters? How does he do that? Well, let me tell you how. So somebody may ask, so if God is leading me, then where is he? Where is God? I've asked that question before. Where are you? There's a song that says, where are you, Lord? Where can I find you? You must be in this playroom, right by my side. I want, I want to feel you. I want to believe. I want to believe you. Experience your mighty. I want to experience your mighty presence with me. The Lord thy God in the midst. That's the song. Okay, good. 
Now, it's okay. So how does you want to feel his presence? How does it happen? God, where are you? When we were kids, we used to play something. Jack, where are you? Was a game. And then the response was, I am here. Well, let me show you. The Bible says in Psalm 77, from verse 19 and 20. Watch this. Psalm 77. The Bible says that the way, thy way, God's way is in the sea. God's way is in the sea. And your path is in great waters. Oh God, you want to lead me and want to follow you. Take me into the sea, into great waters. Do you want me to be drowned? Do you want me to be overwhelmed with waters? Yeah. He said, I will never leave. Even when you are in the waters, I will save you. I'll be with you. In the fire, I'll be with you. And he says his way is in the sea. When Israel was in Egypt land and God saved them from the world. He said, I'm going to take you to a land flowing with milk and honey. I'm going to take you to Israel. I'm going to guide you and lead you. Guess what? When they took them out of Egypt, they came to a place and there was a Red Sea. There was great waters. And Egypt was behind them. Pharaoh was chasing them. Demons and problems. And they had left all. And where was the promised land? Sometimes as Christians, we get to a place and we question, Lord, did you make me a Christian to make me suffer? And many times it's because we are standing by the great waters and the sea. And the Lord said, that is my way. How do you navigate that? How do you go through? Wow. And that's what I want to show you today. Wow. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. How does he shepherd us? Amen. And therefore he says, thy ways in the sea, thy path in great waters, and yet your footsteps are not known by us. Can you imagine somebody's leading you and you can't know the footsteps? At least if I could see your footsteps, I can carry on with it. You know, somebody said he had a dream where he went to heaven and the woman had been in trouble for a long time. When he went to heaven, then the Lord showed the vision of heaven. And he said, she said in tears, I asked the Lord, Lord, when I was in trouble, where were you? When I was suffering, where were you? Because he had died of whatever it is and gone to anger. The Lord said, and then the Lord showed the woman the parts of her life. And he saw all the time that the woman was excited, two sets of feet two sets of feet. And the woman said, Lord, you see, you see your footsteps and mine. When everything was fine, here I was, here you were. You were walking. Do you remember? And so the times I was difficult, there were only two feet and the two feet were that of that woman who suffered. And the woman told the Lord, Lord, you are very wicked. When I was in trouble, that's when you forsook me. Meanwhile, you told me I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Then the Lord smiled at the woman and then told the woman, let me tell you something. What you see here is not because I left you, but when it was the most difficult, you see two feet because I carried you. Those feet you see are not your feet. I carried you because you are too feeble to walk. So I walked you through those difficult steps. And you may not have seen it, but I was with you. How does he do that in most difficult waters? The answer is in the next verse, Psalm 77, verse 20. He said, you lead your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Abraham. Clap for Jesus. The Lord. You will never see the Lord leading you physically. 
when Moses asked the Lord if your presence does not go with me then I will not go the Lord says I will go with you and you will hold your peace he said you will only see my glory and my backside but you won't see me physically the Lord is with us by faith Amen. hallelujah and he leads us by shepherds when you come wow. to a, shep a church expect to be led by shepherds hallelujah. the rod and the staff is what God gives Amen. to the shepherds to lead us and it's your privilege yes. and it's your right and it's a blessing you should never forget wow. hallelujah Amen. tell somebody the lord is leading me his rod and his staff they comfort me they comfort me they comfort me so let me explain to you that when you come into a church it is your privilege the lord puts his spirit inside a man of god and to guide you the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 20 and 21, even if the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet will he not take your leaders from in front of you, your teachers, but you will hear a word from behind you saying, this is the way, Isaiah chapter 30, 30, 20 and 21, this is the way, walk in it, when you turn to the right and when you turn to the left. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been guided through my life by many, many shepherds that God gave me. I realized that when I came into the church, my life changed because I subjected myself to shepherding guidance. There are many people in the church that will never have a father, but God gives you the pastor as a father. There are many people wow. in the church who will never have a mother, but your shepherd is your mother. Amen. Last week, when mama... Uh, uh, mercy was here and the testimonies were being given I could see he said where is my shepherd my shepherd has shepherded me well when I was not well when I was in an accident when I needed advice when I needed guidance he was there that is God leading you ladies and gentlemen though there are many waters great waters and difficulties he led his people like a flock by the hand of human beings Aaron and Moses who were the shepherds of Israel remember that when you see a shepherd you are seeing the hand of God leading you wow. his rod and Amen. his staff they are the mark of a shepherd Thank he you, said Jesus. you will be comforted they will comfort you wow. comfort ye my people wow. Thank you, Jesus. today I came to tell you that Man, this week somebody called and said pastor can I just call you and just talk to you about that search about nothing i just want to talk to you i said sure 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 the person i'm sure was surprised he saw that everything has to be about church work and all that sure there are many people that just call me and talk wow two days ago somebody called me crying crying pastor i just found out that everything i'm doing will lead to a blind end what should i do Yes! Mercy. That's the first person he called. I said, oh, it's not like that. Let's pray. And I prayed with the person. I said, it's not leading to a blind end. Something like this, this, this. The Lord opened my heart, opened wow. my spirit to explain certain things. The person was encouraged, wiped yes. away her tears and said, thank wow. you, pastor. Today, when I met the person, the person was full of smiles. Amen. Gave me a hug, an exciting hug. Wow. Clap for the Lord Jesus. You, Jesus. He will comfort you with a rock and his staff. Tell someone, thank you for shepherds. Thank you for shepherds. Ladies and gentlemen, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, wow. Bible called Jesus Christ our great shepherd. Yes. 
according to first peter chapter 5 he's the great shepherd he came even on this earth when god wanted to do something powerful the holy spirit was there but he sent jesus physically for us to see him he led us he forgave us he did miracles signs and wonders he laid hands on people and he left so that the holy spirit will come the lord was trying to tell everybody that look don't just think wind spirit don't just think air i want to lead you wow. reality in all reality and that's why i give you my shepherd Hebrews chapter 5 from verse 1. And you know, God gives us experiences like that to help us. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 1. Bible says, every high priest is a man. Tell somebody is a man. Amen. God's priests are men, human beings. Yes. Chosen to represent other people in their dealings with God. Hallelujah. Amen. He presents their gifts to God and offers sacrifices for their sin. That is what a priest does. He presents their gifts to God, offerings to God, and offers sacrifices for the people's sins. Now verse 2, keep going. He is able to deal gently with even the ignorant and the wayward people because he himself is subject to same weaknesses. Amen. What problems you are going through, I'm also going through. You cry, I cry. Did you know I cry? It's true. Can you believe that? <laughs> Why can't you believe? Because I look too strong, right? How many have seen me crying before? You have. When? What at a prayer meeting? I cry. I cry. I'm surprised he's the only one who's seeing. I cry too. I also have pains. The Bible says that God gives us pains and experiences that can help other people. The Bible says Jesus Christ went through everything. He suffered and went through as we went through yet without sin. It was God's intention to make Jesus human, to understand what we go through. The Bible says now he's seated at the right hand of God and he makes intercession with for us day and night. Yeah. He's not a high priest who cannot, oh, clap for Jesus. Bible says Jesus Christ is not a high priest who cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. But he was in all points tempted just as we are, yet without sin. So what you go through, God intentional, I've lost jobs before. I've had wow. marital problems. I've had children issues. I've had financial issues. I've had everything you can think about. Wow. I've been insulted. I've been depressed. I've been anxious. I've wondered, where are you, God? Just like you. The Bible wow. says that he takes the shepherd through this for your sake to help you. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Thank you, he Jesus. prepares the man. He took David through all that so that he can become a good leader for wow. Israel. What a loving father. Even to the point of sacrificing for Jesus to taste death. Because we are also afraid of death. Jesus was afraid of death. Did you know that? Bible says he moaned and said, Lord, if it's possible, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will. Wow. He needed to taste death for us. To taste insults. To be tempted. Yet mm. without sin. So yes, ladies and gentlemen, sin. all this is because the high priest of ours understands 
our weaknesses. Yes. For he faced all the same testing we do. Hebrews 4.15. Yet without sin. Wow. Amen. So Bible says the high priest is taken from amongst men to operate for you in things pertaining to God. That's who your shepherd is. That's your right. That's your privilege. Hmm. There's nothing wrong with coming. Pastor, lay hands on me. Pastor, pour oil. Pastor, there's a job interview. Pray for me. Pastor, what do you do about this situation? Pastor, I'm in trouble. Come, I've been invited to prison. Wow. What church an members in prison. What an invitation. I've been invited to church member who was in trouble on the road. Church members in accident. Let's see what the rod and the staff does. Number one, the rod and staff are used to lead and to rule. Somebody say rule. Rule, yes. Number one, to lead and to rule. Bible says in Revelation 19, 15, and out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, and he shall rule them with the rod of iron. With the rod of iron. Hallelujah. Amen. And Psalm 23, verse um, one and two says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want him. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. One of the things of a shepherd is to tell the sheep what to do. You know, many times when you hear the word rule, it's like an autocrat. It's like somebody who is too much. Who is what? Dictator. A dictator. Yeah. No, it's not true. A leader, a ruler is not a dictator necessarily. Right. Amen. Amen. Bible actually says in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 17, Obey them that have the rule over you, shepherds. Right. The rod and the staff is to rule. Obey them that have the rule over you. And submit yourselves to them. Why? Because they watch for your souls. Wow. As people that will give account for you, that they may do so with joy and not with grief because it's unprofitable to you. Why am I saying that? You know, when somebody has the rule over you, has authority in your job place, authority is not a bad thing. The Bible actually says that in, 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 in the book of Romans 13 that authorities are for our own good. Hallelujah. Can you imagine if there was no police? Will you be comfortable here? No. When the police stops you because of speeding and gives you a ticket, you are not happy. Hey. But it's a reason why we can be comfortable in this place. It's because right. somebody can just walk in. Yeah. But the police around help. Although sometimes they misbehave and they have no right to do that. But you know, sometimes the father that pays your fees is the father that also spanks you. Right. When you go wrong. Yeah. It's the truth. And sometimes it's so confusing. Why, God, if you are giving us a shepherd, why do you give the shepherd a rod to spank hey. us? Why? Why? Because there should be somebody with authority to tell you, stop it. Right. For many people here, if it wasn't for the ruling ministry of your pastor, you would not be married. That's true. You'll be divorced. Hey. Yes. Yes. For some of us, even some of the young children, some of the behaviors that they showed, if it wasn't the strong ruling hand of the pastor, they would have been destroyed. Wayward, yes. Yeah. I remember many of them, Brenada and all these, when they came to the church and they were a certain way, and sometimes I would just rule and say, no! Hey. They've come, just stop it. I've told Blinsey one, just shut up. You are destroying your marriage. 
That's a ruler. But you see, somebody has to have the authority to do that. Can you imagine the sheep that are crossing the road and an 18 wheeler is coming? There should, be, there should be a possibility of the shepherd lifting up the rod and then the sheep will just break. It's for their own good. It's for their own good. Clap. It's for their own good. The ruling ministry of a shepherd, he makes me to lie down. For example, you don't come to church and some shepherd is calling you, you must come. Yeah. You speak a rudely to your parents and tell you, let that be, I tell, let that be your last time. One time I told myself, right now, I am a father. I am an uncle. I am a pastor. I am a physician. I am all this. Who can tell me when I'm going wrong? Right. Who can tell me? Except that the Lord has made provision for me. I have pastors who can tell the rules. Stop it. Amen. One time, my wife and I had a little discussion in high tones. I mean, my wife quarreled with him, not me. With yes. Him, as yes. usual. And then I said I was going to tell my pastor. When I went to church, my wife had already told my pastor. Hey. And my pastor had made assessment and said I was wrong. Spoke to us together and just gave it to me. You are wicked. You are this. You are that. You are very insensitive. You should have done this. I looked. I said, no, this pastor doesn't understand. Look, when we finished everything, I felt that it had not been judged right. And I told myself, when I go home, I will correct the pastor's judgment myself. My wife will hear from me. So as we got off the counseling desk and we're going, I don't know. This God can be really somewhere. The, the Lord put it upon my pastor as I was walking out of the door. He called me Kojo. Your Reverend Lindsay was called Kojo. There should be somebody who can call you by your first name. Right. Even if you are the president, you must have a pastor, a leader, someone who has the rule to stop you from misbehaving. He told me Kojo. And I turned. He told me, when you go home, don't bring up this issue again. It is done. My heart. I said, oh, your bad judgment was not as bad as this statement you just made. Because of that, I couldn't say anything. That night, I could have been divorced. But there was a ruler. Oh, God bless. Wow. God, may you, God, God bless you for giving us Amen. a pastor who can tell us what to do, what not to do. God bless you, God. There are some of you. You would have been in great debt except for some messages you heard. Wow. Yeah. You see, Devoni and Spencer here, beautiful marriage. They would have been divorced about 35 times. Wow. Yeah. By now. Okay. And all of us, we should appreciate it and we should actually draw on it. Some parents will come and say, you know, Pastor, I want you to talk to my child for me. My children could not respond to me. But I organized somebody to be their pastor who will bear the rule. What I tell them, after a parent speaks and speaks, they don't use your words anymore. But there was a younger person like Reverend uh, Pastor Richard and Reverend Nee who would speak to my children. The same thing I would say. They won't listen to me, but they will listen to him because of the rule that he bore. May God bless you Amen. to see the ruling ministry. It's for your own good. It's for your own good. So the ruling ministry of a pastor is very good. It's rod and his staff. They comfort me. Yes. And you know, they comfort because also the words of a pastor look so strong. 
You know, right now, I was asking Caden, have you seen me crying before? He said, no. I said, why? He said, you are very strong, so how can you cry? You know, that strength that God shows you, when the preaching is coming, the strength with which he comes, even if you want to do something bad, you are afraid. Sometimes you are doing something bad, you hear the pastor's voice, and then you just stop. Ah, pastor will not be happy to hear this. It's a ruling ministry. It stops you from being destroyed. Clap again for Jesus. That's a ruling ministry. Amen. Now, number two, the rod and the staff are used to make a way. It's called the way-making ministry of a pastor. Someone say, make a way. He heard that song. He make a way. You know that song? Yeah. When my back was my, when my back was against the world, that was nice. He made away. Come on. And I'm standing here only because he made away. A pastor is supposed to make a way. Ladies and gentlemen, a pastor is supposed to make a way. Bible says in Exodus chapter 14, verse 15 and 16. And the Lord said to shepherd Moses, lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Hallelujah. You make a way. You make a way. You make a way. Look, many times the Lord has made a way in people's lives through what I did or through what I said, through what your pastor is supposed to. A pastor is supposed to make a way. Once people are suffering, sometimes the Lord puts a burden on my heart. One time I called somebody, I said, you know what? I want you to come to my house. I looked. It was on a Thanksgiving or a Christmas day. And I said, look at the church. Many people don't have families. They don't have children. I invited one by one everybody who was single or who was alone to come to my house. And let's celebrate Christmas together. A pastor makes a way. Amen. Yeah. Sometimes I see people who are not married. And my heart, my, one day I told some of the people who are not married. Anyway, don't I misunderstand what I'm saying, okay? I said, if I had my own way, if God... I was, it was possible. I would have distributed all the men for the so that nobody will be here who is not married. No, I feel that way. I just call you. Are not married? Marry this one. You are not married. Marry this one. Your husband is dead. Go marry this one. I will just organize everybody. Everyone. There will be no trouble. Hey. Wow. Easy, easy yeah, easy marriage. And there are eligible bachelors who are sitting right here. So you make a way. You make a way. You tell the person, you know, do you like this person? Many people even say you like it. They say they don't like. What they don't shot. like. Listen, sometimes you have to allow yourself to go, try this one. Try and become friends. Yeah, try. Try. There are many people you see, I won't tell you, but it was a way-making connection. We call it shepherdoral linkages. Hey! Yeah, there are some that are brewing. I just got this person. You, do you see this person? Become friends. Just take his number and let things work. Why not? Why not? I see somebody who you are not, you perhaps you are in a single parent home. And I take on the children and say, let's make a way. Let me be the person who talks to your children. It's God who puts it. It's the rod and the staff. Wow. Rod it the makes staff. a way. Bible wow. says that God Moses push the rod, point it, and then the sea will open and make a way for them Amen. to pass through. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. 
you see somebody who doesn't have a job, you say, come, let me pray for you. And you see somebody who's in this, can you have a vacancy? Can you talk to your boss about it? All these things are there. It is the job of your pastor. I want to introduce you to the new office requirements, your rise to this pastoral thing. Wow. God uses your pastor to make a way. Sometimes Amen. you are so quiet when there's trouble. Come. One person told me, Pastor, you know, these are my issues. I, don't, I know that you are not into accounting, but I know that God can use you to make a way. I want you to pray for me. These are my issues. Amazingly, after finishing, there was somebody who was right there wow. who pointed to that person got the job that same day. Woo! Wow. It's not magical. Amazing. It's just God's way. He makes a way. Yeah, he makes a way through marriage, through jobs, to find jobs, to find people. Some people, even, I've known people who are not having children. Married, but not having children. Wow. Just last week, when I, I just came from a conference. One of the pastors I knew had had a child for a long time, no child again. I just called the person. I said, look, are you, what's going on here? And the person told me one or two things. He said, look, you're looking for a child, right? I said, yes. I spoke one, two, three. The person was not doing something right. Yeah. Wow. You know, it's, it's a little detailed, so yeah. I can't tell you. you know, okay. there are certain days that you have to do certain things. Right. Didn't know. One, two, three, four, boom. It's way making, and it's a spiritual thing. You may look at it as physical, but it's spiritual. Amen. Yeah. Sometimes the pastor can call you say, the way your child is going, do this, do this. He's making a way. He's making a way. He's just way making, making a way. God. It yes. is the Lord who does it. Hallelujah. Amen. So he's a way making God. He makes a way in the wilderness. He makes a way in the wilderness. Wow. Yes, Lord. You know, there are some of you that you don't even have transportation. You have no idea the arrangement we make. When we finish, the shepherds will get together. Let's pick up this person. Let's provide transportation for this person. Sometimes people don't have cars. One time I told some people, is there anybody who has a car who you're not using? Because I saw a number of people who didn't have cars. And I got a couple of cars. I said, you know, wow. give this one to this person. This one. It's a hey. making thing. Clap wow. for the Lord Jesus. I wish I could give houses right. to people. Make a way. Make a way for happiness. Last night, I was talking to somebody who was ruining her own home by her moodiness. I said, I'm going to teach you how to smile. I'm going to teach you when your husband comes home, how to hug. I told some of the young people, I'm going to teach you how to find favor with your parents. Wow. Some of the children told me, my parents don't like me. They don't like, I said, not that they don't like you. It's a certain attitude you have. Let me help you. And I told some of them, write a letter. Tell the parent, I know that usually you are taking care of my situations, but I want to find out from you. Are you okay? I just want you to, are you okay? Is there anything I can do to make your life better? Oh. I know I'm a child. And those people wrote the letters, and from that day, what the parent they thought was an evil parent suddenly became the angel of a parent that wow. they were looking for. It's the way-making ministry of a pastor. Uh. And it's not just the pastor, but your shepherds, the Basanta leaders. Amen. Amen. Tell somebody the ruling ministry of a pastor. The ruling ministry of the way making ministry of a the shepherd. Ministry. It's the not over. The rod and the staff are used to take territories. Okay. Amen. 
to take territories. For example, you see, let me tell you what we're doing. Now let me read this scripture for you, sir. The first. Exodus chapter 17 from verse 9. The Bible says, And Moses said to Joshua, Choose us out men and go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. Amen. And then verse 10. So Joshua did as Moses had said and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Aaron went up to the top of the hill. Verse 11. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. When he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. You know what happened? So Moses prayed and prayed, lifted his hand and prayed. And they actually overtook Amalek. They gained territories. Now, there are some of the territories that God expects us as Christians to occupy. Territories are taken through prayers. Wow. Amen. When we say territories, you look at this. It was enemies that were coming and God overcame them and overpowered them. But sometimes Amen. your enemy is not even a land. Your enemy is joblessness. Oh, wow. Sometimes the enemy that you need to overcome are territories that are... For example, right now, the shepherds have been told. You know, I told them that all the sheep are in all over the place. I can't reach uh, Fraser. I can't reach... What's called Mississippi? I can't reach it. We have divided ourselves as shepherds to reach more territories. We have covered all the grounds in Memphis. There are areas now. Our basentas have been changed. What? Bartlett Basenta. There's Lakeland Basenta. There's Frazier Basenta. There's Mississippi. Um, um, what's it called? What's the, yeah, Mississippi Basenta. What's your Olive Branch Basenta? There's what else? Give me some other places. East Memphis, there is Midtown, there's Cordova Basenta. We are taking territories. Amen. There's East Memphis. Wow. We have sent shepherds there. Let me see some of the shepherds. East Memphis shepherd is who? Come, come. East Memphis shepherds, come, come, come. Clap for them, clap for them. Territory taking ministry. Come, come, stand right here. East Memphis. So anybody who lives, come and join your husband. Anybody who lives in East Memphis, these are your shepherds. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Amen. You will see we'll form a new Basenta platform and they'll be there. What are Fraser? Fraser. Okay, God bless you. Oh, you can stand by. Fraser Shepherd, come, come. Sister Devonia and Brother Spencer, clap, clap, clap for them. So anybody who lives in Fraser and Lagrange, this and Brother Spencer are your shepherd. Victoria, you should clap. We're not taking your shepherd from you. It's still yours. Hallelujah. So that's Fraser. What about Lakeland? Lakeland is Sister Linda. Please put your oh stand here, stand here. Put your hands together. We are rearranging wow. to take territories. Lakeland, right here. Wow. So if you are living in Lakeland, Arlington area, this is your Basenta leader Woo. from today. Clap for wow. the Lord Jesus. Olive Branch in Mississippi and all that area. Your new Basenta. We are also reaching territories, people there. With our brother over here, Brother Robert, come right here. Put your hands together. Robert Andrew, he's your new shepherd, Basenta leader. I mean, he looks like a shepherd already, ready to shepherd with the rod and the staff. Territory taken. We can't restrict ourselves to Bartlett. What about the people that live over there? We want to be able to reach you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. God Which other area? Bartlett. Bartlett. Where's Sister Prudentia and Brother? She's teaching. Sister Patricia, come, 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 come. 
clap, clap for her. Yeah, she's representing together with sister. Sister, come on, please. Sister Prudentia. Yeah. Sister Prudentia, brother Dwight. These are the people that are leading you in the Bartlett region. Patricia, say amen. Wonderful. Don't you like a nice shepherd like that? Very nice. The shepherd is so busy, she doesn't even wear shoes. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Territory taking ministry. Yeah. Who knows? Why shouldn't we go to those places? Because your job owner must may be there. Your spouse may be there. Your help may come from there. God is trying to reach many people for heaven. Cordova. Who are the shepherds? Brother Alex and his people. Wow. He's not here today. But look, and Sister Barbara right here. Clap, no clap, 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 clap for the Lord when it comes to Cordova, these are solid shepherds that have been with us for years. And they will take we're making territory taking, we're making comforting ministry. Oh, clap for the Lord Jesus. Powerful. I think there are a few more, all right? And what? University of Memphis area. Look at this. Come, 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 come. Yeah. All the students, University of Memphis, CBU, and living around. This is your shepherd, Sister Victoria. You have the vision already. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Look at your sheep. They are lifting their hands. Have I finished with it? Is that it? Yeah. So if there's any area that you live, these. And so we're going to have little, I mean, platforms. The old center system is gone. Where Luke, Jonah, gone. Because we've realized that the areas need territory taking. That's the job of a pastor. So that when I'm visiting the Basenta, I know everybody in this area, I'm coming to visit you all. Or we are having a, a birthday celebration for somebody there. It's close to your house. We invite everybody to celebrate with you. That's a family. That's what God intended. God wants to be involved in your life. God wants to come to your area. The Bible says in Luke chapter 10, that when Jesus Christ sent his disciples two by two, to various places where he himself would like to be. He wanted to take the territory. He sent them there. After these things, he appointed 70 also, sent them two and two before his face. Every city, every place where he himself would like to come. And you tell me, when the shepherd comes into Fraser, Jesus is visiting your area. Jesus has decided to take your area as a territory. We cannot just be here and think that you don't exist. That's your right. So, for example, if you have an issue over there in that area in Frisia, and I cannot reach I call Sister Devonia, she will reach you. It's your privilege. It's God's plan. His rod and his staff is working in your area in Jesus' name. Territory taken. So that the people in that area that God wants to reach that God wants to bless, that God wants to make a way for, can be reached. And finally, we have what we call the comforting ministry of the shepherd. The comforting ministry of a shepherd. You know that you have to be comforted. The rod and the staff, they comfort me. Isaiah chapter 40 from verse 1. You know, Bible says, comfort ye my people, speak unto them comforting words. Let them know that their warfare is over. Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, saith the Lord. Watch this. Next verse. Next verse. Next verse. 
speak comfortably to Jerusalem and cry unto her. You know, show emotions that her warfare is accomplished. Many of us have battles. Many people come, we are dressed nicely, but inside we are weeping. You guys have no idea what people go through. It's not everybody who is not jumping, we lift our hand in the sanctuary. It's not everybody who is not lifting the hand who is unspiritual. Some of them, they are really going through trouble. When Hannah went to the temple and she was so sad, the pastor even said, lift up your hand, you are not. Hannah was just, no, no, no. And the pastor told her, you drunken daughter of Belial, you are demon possessed. How can you be in the church? You are all praying and you are just mumbling. Why have you gone to drink alcohol so early in the morning? The pastor can be wrong. But God will never be wrong. Amen. He will never be wrong. And Hallelujah. the pastor used the situation to change Hannah's time around. God wanted to comfort Hannah. But he had done this sometimes. And then Hannah, you know, very obedient and humbly told the pastor, Pastor, I know you think I'm drunk. It's too early. I'm not drunk. I'm a woman of a sorrowful spirit. It's wow. not been easy for me. Don't call me drunk, okay, pastor? Don't call me drunk. When your pastor makes a mistake, have mercy on your pastor. Have mercy. Bible says he's a man, human being, taken from among men. Yes. He's trying. Sometimes his prophetic words can be wrong. Even his ruling can be wrong. But remember Hannah. Hannah just, Pastor, I'm not like that. I'm a woman of a soulful spirit. I have issues. You don't know what I've been through. I've been looking for a child for years. My, my, my adversary or my, the other wife of my husband has several and he teases me. The pastor felt very bad, became emotional, started speaking comfortably. Wow. God touched Eli's heart, and he says, go in peace. May the Lord grant your petitions for you. Wow. It shall be well with you. Yes. And told Hannah, a year from now, it shall be well with you. Amen. You know, sometimes you guys don't realize when we are here, we speak comforting words. God is trying to comfort you. Wow. When we speak prophetic words, God is speaking into your life. Right. God is actually making it happen. And Hannah received the comfort. It's yes. the comforting ministry of the pastor. It's true. And rather than get offended, Hannah came and told her issues to the pastor. Amen. pastor prayed for her, laid hands and prophesied. A year from then, that was Hallelujah. when... Samuel was born. Wow. That was when Samuel was born. I remember our sister here. I'm a witness. Came the same thing. Amen. She came. One day she was crying. You know. You know, normally she's sitting there. She's not. And that day as she was crying, it was like, ah, there she goes again. <laughs> she's finding an excuse. She's finding an excuse to be out of the prayer meeting. But that day we went to the office and we cried together. She wow. told us, you have no idea how I bleed so much, how my stomach, the doctors tell me I will never have a child. And even then, they are still not helping me. I am in trouble, in pain and all. We cried and comforted her. And God touched our hearts in the emotion. We spoke, we proclaimed, said, look, you will also have children. This bleeding will stop forever. Glorious Jesus actually came through a year from then. She didn't even know. One time she just came around and said, you know, I feel something, some pain, some pain somewhere. And I said, you know, you feel some pain. You remember when we we're inside here and we prayed and we cried together and we knelt together and all. God is doing something. You won't believe it. That I said, go and check. I believe that you're having a baby. Then we went. 
that this girl was six months pregnant without knowing. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Six months without knowing. God comforted her, wiped away her tears. When you are filled with emotion and your pastor comes in, remember, God is about to comfort you. Sometimes he causes us to also share in your emotions. Amen. Joy shared is double joy. Sorrow shared is half the sorrow. And sometimes the pain and the sorrow, like that lady who called me yesterday crying, we prayed. God will wipe away your tears. God will comfort you. Sometimes everybody is talking, you don't hear. But the pastor comes in and puts the arm around you and tells you it shall be well. Suddenly you feel strength. It's a comforting ministry of the pastor. That belongs to you as well. That's why God gave you pastors. That's why God has given you these shepherds. God is anointing them. God is thinking about your emotions, thinking about your problems. Tell somebody your problems are not too much for the Lord. He will comfort you. He will comfort you. He will comfort you. His rod and his staff, they comfort you. So when you are sitting here and the word comes, and speaks to your situation, you have to rise and say, Amen. Amen. This is my portion. Some people even say, I will be there. Some people even say, I receive it. I receive it. And suddenly everything changes. Wow. It's a supernatural hand of God being at work. Ladies and gentlemen, I enjoy this work and your shepherds enjoy it because we are there for you. Amen. God has touched our hearts. We make the sacrifices. Look, many of you, if you know, sometimes to comfort you, even when you're having, recently this weekend, somebody had a coach, whatever ceremony, the church members were there. Wow. Last week, we were told that when our, our mother had an accident, the church members were there, the shepherds were there. Wow. Everything that is associated with you, calling your church that's your family that's your comforting ministry your shepherds your pastors we are there at your beck and call today I came to report for duty my dear brothers and sisters and I told you I came to tell you that these shepherds are for your duty young people we've not forgotten about you in spite of our issues together we've been there you are not alone you will never stand by yourself God is here to comfort you to tell you it shall be well no matter how bad it looks it shall be well. Shall when be the well. Israelites were crying, we should have stayed in Egypt. There was spot, cucumbers, and there was garlic and all, onions. Look at where you brought us. A sea that we can't catch fish from. A sea that is making us fishes. Wow. And God said, tell, tell, tell your people they should move forward. Why are they crying? They should take a step of faith. And Moses encouraged them and told them, look, the Egyptians you see today, you shall see them no more forever again. For the Lord will fight for you wow. and you will hold your peace. Amen. And that was the end. I don't know what you're going through. Wow. I don't know what problems, what whether it's that? divorce, whether it is, it, is, it is pain, whether it's a failure. I've failed exams before. I've been fired before. Yeah, I've lost a baby before. You may not have known. I've lost a baby before. I've lost both parents. But God comforted me. Yes. Yeah. Even time alone and somebody's words will just comfort you. God has brought you these shepherds for such a time as this. This week, as we initiate the Bacentes, 
gather, you will see your name Amen. on a platform, your basenta, and they will tell you where they are gathering from today. It's in person. Wow. Some people will meet in community center. I know Lakeland, they meet in a community center. I know Fraser, they meet where? In the community center in Frazier. I know Cordova, I don't know where they meet, but you know when your yeah. platform is there. All these blessings that the Lord has for you. Go and take, partake, and join. You never know when it will be your turn. And today I came to announce to you, we are ready. God has equipped us. We are your shepherd. We are there. We are standing telling you we are at your beck and call. Use us because God has equipped us. We are there to serve you. A minister means a servant. Forget about the pastor, this reverend, it makes you not see it. We are your servant. I'm here to say, I'm the chief servant. Let me read finally. First Peter chapter 1, chapter 5, verse 1 to 5, 4. First Peter chapter 1, from verse 1. And let me explain to you our job description. Wow. So that from today, you can take it out. Amen. For as much then, 5, 5 verse 1, 5 verse 1. First Peter 5 verse 1. Give me some understandable English, maybe easy to understand. <laughs> easy, maybe New King James or New Living. The elders, okay, New Living. And now, a word to you who are elders in the churches. Shepherds. I too, Peter was speaking, I am an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ. Christ came to suffer because of us. Wow. And I too will share in his glory when he is revealed to the whole world. As a fellow elder, I appeal to you. Watch this. This is the job description that God gave you. These shepherds will serve you that way. Amen. Care for the flock that God has entrusted to you. Mercy. Oh, shepherds, come, 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 come and stand here. Shepherds, please come. Yeah, so the church members will witness that you made a promise to them to take care of them. Clap for your shepherds as they come. Stand here, shepherds. Also, Basanta leaders, come. They are also Basanta. Come, come. Brother Maurice and those who are Basanta leaders, come. Now watch them. Watch these people. Oh, Brother Kevin, you are for downtown and midtown with Brother Michael. Clap for them. Now, the Bible says, care for the flock of God, which has been entrusted to you. Guys, you are hearing, right in front of you, I'm telling you what they should be doing. And it's yours. Watch over them willingly, not grudgingly. Do I look like I'm doing it grudgingly? I'm willing. Lindsay, all of you, come. Willingly. Have you paid me before? Have you? Are you planning to pay me? Have I taken a check from you? Have I sent you a bill? Jeffrey, did you see any bill? Makaya, since you came here, have I sent you? I rather have given you some, sometimes some drinks, right? Yeah. Care for the flock that God has entrusted to you. And we know it's God who sent you here. Don't joke with it. Watch over them willingly, not grudgingly. Not for what you will get out of it. God blesses us for the work that we do. But because you are eager to serve, we're serving you. We are serving you. Remember, these are your servants. Yeah, Jesus Christ went and then was washing the feet. Peter said, no, I should rather wash your feet. Jesus said, no, no, don't do that. It's the world that does that. In the ministry, we serve the sheep. So let me do the washing. The Lord is my shepherd. 
So he said, eager. Are you eager to serve these people? You promise to serve them? You all heard it. Now, verse 3. Care for the... Don't lord it over the people assigned to your care. But lead them by your own good examples. Lead them by your own good example. Verse 4. And when the great shepherd himself appears, that's Jesus, you will receive a crown of never-ending glory and honor. Clap for the Lord Jesus. That's what has blessed me. I feel very blessed. Auntie Wilmina, ever since I started shepherding you, I've only been better and better. Amen. Because the pain, the night sweats, the fastings. Look, all these people, they pay gas to go and pick people up. They've never been paid before. But that's your right. You are so precious. Have you charged your children for serving them? That's how they should be. Amen. The day any of these people start charging you, tell me, wow. I'll pay your bill for you. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Wow. You're not supposed to pay anything. Prayers. Most prayer meetings, that is for the whole church. It's they who come to come and do your praying for you. To come and cover you. To take territories. They bind demons on your behalf. Amen. But it's your right. You're so precious. Children may poo-poo on you, but you still clean them up and you continue on. It doesn't matter how you may treat us. Just treat us nice. But even if you don't treat us nice, we'll continue to work for you. I can assure you. You know how you've treated. We'll come back. We'll come back. Some of you, you've gone and come, gone and come. But we're here, like the prodigal. You just finished backslide. One day I told somebody, you want to backslide? Go ahead. I mean, I told the person, I sat with the person. I told the person, you, you are with an unbeliever. Yeah. The person has got a woman, there's a, and you still want the person. I said, how many more weeks do you want with this guy? Just go. I will even give you Uber to go to the guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, I told the guy. In right in this office. said, I will just finish. Tell me the day you finish. I'll take you back. Wow. I told her. I said, I will oh, never stop loving you. Wow. Yeah, even if you go, go and do prostitution. That's what you want to do. Hey. It's not my advice, but that's what you want to do. Just go. Maybe it's been a while. I saw a certain lady who was about to marry. said, oh, the promise of sex. Oh! And I said, I understand. It's been a while. And the woman said, it's been a while. I told that church member, it's been a while, right? Go. How many weeks? How many more weeks should I give you with this guy? She actually was bold enough to tell me two, to tell me two more weeks. <laughs> uh, was, was it two weeks or three? Th- three. Was it two or three? Two weeks. I said, go, two weeks, I'll call you. <laughs> I said, how many times a day? She was bold enough to mention. I said, oh, no problem. Go and come. And she went. She couldn't do it. <laughs> I received her back. Wow. With kisses and hugs. Celebration. With cake. My daughter is back. Amen. It was lost, but it's found. Lost I like found. you as you are. Bible says God commended his love toward us. Yes. In that while we're yet sinners, Christ died. The Bible says we ourselves, we know our frailties. When I was an unbeliever, you know how many weeks I went? 
Yeah, hey. Jesus Christ said, cast the first stone. Yes. So God says, God gives us compassion. For Amen. You. From today, expect compassion. No matter what you've done wrong, we will never leave you nor forsake you because Amen. God will never leave you nor he forsake not. you. That's what these shepherds are. He and you will not. have a good time. Amen. Tell somebody who will have a good time a good under time. the care under of the these care. wonderful shepherds. His rod and his staff will run through these people and you will be blessed in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Remember, revival international is born and so are your new shepherds, your new pastor with a new attitude, with a new anointing, a new grace and for your new blessing of a great future. Next week we will continue part two with the volantes. May God bless you. Rise to your feet. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Stretch forth your hands. Shepherds here. Towards these shepherds. Bless them. Father, I bless you. Kneel down before them. Let your sheep pray for you. Father, I pray for every one of these. Stretch forth your hands. As I anoint them like we did the first time. Bless them. Anoint them. Give them your heart. Your compassion. The heart through which you called Jesus Christ to come and take care of us. You sent him. Even when we're sinners. Anoint him for that position. Anoint him. Anoint, anoint, anoint. You are anointed for great works. God anoints you for this great work. You, your life will never be the same. He will take care of you as you take care of the sheep. He will take care of you as you take care of the sheep. This is serious business. These are God's children. He will anoint you for what you're doing. And those in the safe church, by extension, God bless you and anoint you for this great work. Your children will be taken care of because you take care of God's children love them. These people are precious. May God anoint you to do great work for them. Oh, God is giving you a new heart. When I look at your text, I see a heart that wants to serve his children. God will bless you. May God anoint you and bless you. May God anoint you and bless you. Thank you, Father, for this work that you are doing through your children. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. We love sweet things. Wow, weren't you blessed by that anointed word of God? Come join our services this and every Sunday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time in person at 5796 Shelby Oaks Drive, Memphis, Tennessee. Be blessed.